anyway, right now we're going to say hello to Terry Flanagan and an old friend of Mooney Goes Wild, Gustavo Zolads, who are standing beside the pond in Harvard Park, not too far from where we are now in Montrose. Terence. Yes, Derek, I am right on the edge of the pond here in Herbert Park and I'm with Gustavo. Now, Gustavo is a regular contributor to the programme. He's brought us lots and lots of wildlife over the years from sparrowhawks to badgers. But today, he's brought me down to show me an otter in a Dublin park. Now, I came down here, Derek, thinking we're not going to see an otter in a park here in Dublin. You won't believe it. We've been watching it here for the last 20 minutes. We're getting really close to it and we've got lovely photos and lovely videos of it. Gustavo, how did you come across this otter? I, I still can't believe it. Uh, uh, Derek, so I was yesterday working from home. I went on my lunchtime walk, mm-hmm. as, as, as I do, and uh, part of my walk is just, just, just by the pond. I always check to see what's there and I see this bubble coming up to the surface and a ripple and it kind of looked like otter but what are the chances so my first thought was a cormorant doing some sort of funny feeding and when the individual surface it it was an otter I just just couldn't believe it (laughs) we're right here beside the pond Derek and we've been watching him getting up and down he's swimming along he's so graceful as he's swimming he goes underwater he spends about we're watching him here just now about counting five six about seven seconds underwater we can follow the bubbles on the surface of the water to see where he's coming up but he's extremely graceful and it's it's just a wonderful sight here Herbert Park is a fantastic park the land actually was donated by Sydney Herbert in, in 1903 and the park was, was really important for the great exhibition that took place here in 1907 and I think after that it became a little bit dilapidated until 1932 when Dublin Corporation took it over. And when they took it over, they've done a fantastic job. There's 32 acres here. It's an unusual park because it's a park split by a main road. And yet, we don't hear any traffic. There's a main road running down the middle of this mm. park. We're on one side. We're watching the, the wildlife here. We were looking at the planting. When they planted the park here back in the early 1930s, and that, they concentrated on shrubs that had lots and lots of berries and also weeping willows. So Probably the best time to come to this park here is in late autumn or winter time so that you're going to see not only the ducks but you're going to see all the, the small birds coming in feeding, probably the likes of waxwings even coming in here and they've got lovely willow plants here. And I remember reading a survey once that said the vast majority of people who come to this park they live within three miles of the park. Now, I know you were born and reared less than three miles from here, mm-hmm. so you must have come to this park as a kid. Oh, all the time. I'm less than 100 metres from that park in Donnybrook where I was born. My father still lives there. And during the winter time, the pond would freeze over. Now, it hasn't frozen over for a while, or maybe I just haven't been around to notice it. We would, I wouldn't say skate, but uncontrolled skid across the pond. I do not recommend this to anybody. It is dangerous. Many a time I fell in as well, but it's a beautiful place. A great reserve for nature. Terry, I would say. But I'm curious about that otter. I've never in all my years, 56 on the planet, heard of an otter in the pond in Herbert Park. No, I haven't. Have you before? No, no, no. I I knew about otters that show up occasionally in ponds in other parts, but here it's the first time and I've lived locally for like 12, 14 years. I walk it very often. I had never seen one in the pond. Yeah, nor have I either, Derek, and they're very, very difficult to see on the rivers. I remember being out with Ken Whelan a number of years ago on the actual Dodder. Now, the Dodder's only 
couple of hundred metres, maybe 200 metres from where we're standing here at the moment. And I was out with Ken and we spent the day along the, the Dodder, up and down the Dodder, didn't see a single otter, but what we did see were the sprains. So we knew that they were there. And I know in, I think it was 2020, around then there was the, the Dublin Otter Survey and they surveyed all of the rivers and all the waterways around the city. And they came up with 196 sightings of these, they're notoriously shy, shy creatures. You just don't see them. Now, to me, it looks like a young otter. It's probably last year's. I don't think it's this year's because they tend to spend the year with the mother. Now, there is no mother here. This one looks a little bit small, but it looks perfectly healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it looks so, comf so comfortable in this environment, yeah. even though it's a busy place. And what is amazing is the amount of people that walk by and how many of them don't really see it. Like you yes. have to really pay attention. They blend really well in the water. They slide in the water. So if you're not really looking for them, even yeah. though it's not a small creature, you just miss it. Yeah. It swims very low in the water, unlike the mink, which is a little bit higher. And, and the head, the eyes are on the, on the surface of the head and they're pointing forward. So it tells us it's a carnivore. So it's probably after some fish or that here. But it doesn't look like it's hunting per se. It looks as if it's just relaxing. It looks like it's out for a stroll like the people here. Exactly, but I've seen it catching it a couple of things and then just going back to the bank and going against the edge of the pond yeah. and just feeding there. Now, I can't really see what it's catching because it's, it's, it's you know it's small prey, yeah. but it seems to be successful at, at doing that. Yeah. Now, people say, oh, they like seals. Well, they're completely different from seals from, 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 for a start. They're so much smaller than seals, but they don't have any blubber. And what they have is they have this hair or the fur, and it's really, really thick, and it insulates them. And what I've noticed, too, and you can see when, when he's, you see he's swimming by there. He's not, what, 12, 15 metres from us. Mm -hmm. He's underwater, but what you can see are the bubbles rising up. I used to think that was the bubbles from when they were breathing out, but it's not necessarily just that. It could all also be the air that's rising from the fur underneath. There he's up now again. Look at him. He's looking at us and he's gone back under again. He doesn't seem to spend much time above water. He seems to spend most of his time below water. Have you noticed that? Yes, yes. And it, it, it actually spent a very short period of time above water so actually when I try to take a picture of them I yeah. end up with a handful picture of others and a lot of pictures of the water yes but it's still you know it's, it's such a pleasure to watch yeah we were taking some pictures there earlier on Derek and people were walking by and they said mm -hmm. what are you taking photographs of I said an otter and they said where <laughs> and I said well we walk along here all the time and I've never seen him so I'm looking at a magpie directly above me he's the complete opposite he's a guy that tells everyone I'm here I'm a magpie look at me the otter in the water he blends in with the water he's camouflaged with the water you don't really see him unless you're looking for him correct but it seems to be fully aware of what happens around it because mm. the, while it's feeding it goes below water and above water it kind of stops look around it actually look at your eyes yeah. <laughs> for a couple of seconds and then it moves on so it's definitely alert that he knows it's not on his own, yeah. but it seems to be happy enough. Do you know his Irish name? You don't know no, that because no, I'm, I'm that catching one. you on the hop. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, his Irish name is Madra Ishke, and that translates to water dog, which is a really good description of him. 100%. Actually, I'm going to mention that I didn't know that the Irish word for it translates into yes. that, but that's a perfect definition of what this animal is. Terry, How I'm curious to know what the Spanish name is because I know Gustavo was from Argentina. What's the Spanish name for the otter? <laughs> they usually call them Nutria. Nutria. Now, Nutria. Right. Now, what we call as nutria in Argentina is not exactly the same animal, but in Spain, they call nutria to the same animal. Actually, I was in Spain a couple of months ago, and we were talking about nutria, 
and I had to ask for the Latin name and English name just to know yeah. if we are talking about the same thing. So it's Nutria, how Nutria. they refer to it. Well, of course, in Latin, it's Lutra, L-U-T-R-A. So it's somewhat Lutra, similar. Yes, exactly. Have you spotted any of the sprints or any of the droppings around? No, I was looking around because I actually was wondering how, how it made it there. And it usually goes into the little island, kind of just to rest. So I suspect there could be something there, but it's very covered with the vegetation. Yes. But it was non-obvious. And also there is a lot of other animal activity around, kind of dogs. So it's, it, you know, it, it might not Well, be I suppose on the island it would be fairly safe. And there is hmm. a, a bit of height on the island there. So maybe they may dig into it because they, they nest in what's known as a holt, Correct, which yeah. is underground. And the entrance to the holt is often underwater so they go in underwater I remember that from I don't know if you remember a very famous film called Tarka the Otter back in the early 1900s or 1920s or so and that was a lovely film but it showed us the lifestyle of the otter and it was a really beautiful film to watch and do you know what when I watch this guy here it reminds me of Tarka the Otter it's it's fantastic <laughs> to see it and watch that one another interesting thing to note is that that little ramp that's next to the um, island is usually used by Morhain and they actually buried there. Right. So since yesterday, I've been paying, I've been paying attention to see if the moorhen is there yeah. or if the moorhen is up on the tree or there at the edge, as where we see it now. Yes, we so see the kind two, of They're on the edge of the wall there. Exactly. So it's an indication if maybe some something else is, right. is in there because I don't think they'll go close uh, to the And water. of course, there's lots of ducks here because as we walked around the pond there, there were about six or eight mallard duck there as well. And, and they're very content. They don't seem to be too concerned about the otter. No, but they keep their distance and they're all away. Yeah. So if the otter, when the otter is not there, which is every other day, you yeah. can see them all over this uh, part of the pond, but they are all concentrated at that end of yeah. the island and at the other end of the pond. Yeah, there's one of the moorhens just taken off there now. Yeah. Um, while we were watching them, he started off here beside us, where we are now, where he's back to here at yeah. the little island, and then he moved across the pond to the far side, <coughs> excuse me, on the dodder side, and now he's come back again. He's, mm -hmm. he, and we were taking some photographs of him, and he just didn't seem to care. He was not concerned about humans at all, which is totally unlike what I would have thought an otter would be. Yeah, correct. And, and even in cases where we're standing at some distance yeah. to take photographs, and a part of its film routine was just swimming closer to us, Yeah, which, which, which was yeah, surprising and unexpected. It's great to see it because I know in Europe otters are doing poorly. Ireland is one of the, the, the last really strongholds of otter. We, I think we find them in every county in the country. And it's great to see them, that we can actually get out and see them. The Dodder is a great place as well to see wildlife because not only will you see the otter as we're seeing here now, but we see lots and lots of foxes on it as well and lots and lots of other wildlife. So, you know, it's a great place for people to get out to enjoy nature. Uh, absolutely. Like if I make a list of things I've seen on the daughter and not far from, from yes. Harbour Park. There's, as you mentioned, there's fox, I've seen mink, I've seen badgers, I've seen yeah. otters, uh, kingfisher, cormorant, like you name it. The amount of species I see there is, is, is phenomenal. And, and the other thing about the otter too is that he's equally at home on land or in water. Whereas if we go back to what we talked about mm. the seal very early on there, the seals, once they come out on, on land, they're almost helpless. This guy here, he can actually run around the place when he gets out on land. And that makes it easy for him to go from one waterway system to another. Exactly, and I was actually curious as to how, 
how it find the pond because if it came from the daughter which is very likely as yeah. you said it's like 200 meters away yeah I, I don't know I actually don't know how it did uh, <laughs> I don't know so, Derek do you know is there any connection from the pond to the to the daughter you know underground well I think that's how they feed the water there but I couldn't be 100% sure but I know that when we were kids going back uh, to the 70s we used to catch eel in Herbert Park in the pond and we always used to wonder how the eel got into the pond <laughs> we weren't thinking oh they're actually coming out of the river and they're making their way across the land which is what they were doing yes well it's probably the same for the otter too because even it has to run across 200 meters for an otter in no time it would cross that land especially early in the morning or late in the evening because mostly we associate otters being most active at you know dawn and dusk and and at that time the park here would be closed so it would be relatively easy for them to get across uh, exactly yeah, the distance is not massive it's mm. how it finds way <laughs> yeah going back to that otter project eric that, that i think we covered that on the program back mm -hmm. about two or three years ago it came up with, with the results that there were quite a lot of otters around Dublin. i was actually surprised with the results i remember being down with matty murphy on shirkin island he has the marine biology station down there and every year he takes in students and one of the students he takes in every year is to follow the otters on the island because there are otters on the island but he, he told me he said I feel really sorry for those students because often a student would go for a whole summer and wouldn't see an otter not even one otter and all they would actually see are just the sprains or the results or something that tells us that otters are present so really Gustav you're really really lucky to have found this otter here oh totally as I said I, I, I couldn't believe it but it's again like it's fantastic and talks a lot about the quality of the water that we have here and, and in the other as well yeah the quality of the water here it looks quite good yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, and you can see. Well, I mean, not from here, but you can see quite a lot of fish as well. Yeah, uh, if you pay attention, there's there's no pollutants going into it. No, no, no. And I'm thinking fisher in this pond as well in the past, which yeah. also it needs really good water quality too. This is a fantastic park and a fantastic amenity going back for since, what, 1932 or so. Because on this side of the road, we have, you know, the nice walks and the wildlife. On the far side, we've got the playground, we've got exactly. the football pitches, we've got the tennis courts and so on. So it's a great place for people to come. Oh, definitely, definitely. And people use it a lot and enjoy it a lot. And there is really a lot to do. So we it it is absolutely lovely. Can I just bring Richard in there? Richard, have you ever heard of an otter in Herbert Park? No, Derek, but this brings back one of my most treasured moony memories oh, and, I'm, oh, oh, and I'm sure it's one of yours as well not Herbert Park about two, 15 years ago around 2011 or thereabouts a lady returned to her home in Edinburgh to find an otter curled up asleep in an armchair in the lounge do you remember that? I don't well now you will in a moment the local SPCA were called and the intruder was very docile very friendly and all the rest so they decided that perhaps they should release it to the wild so they took it out to the island of Skye Skye has a good population of otters this was a young female otter and uh, they thought it would integrate out there and become a normal happy wild otter mm. And it didn't really, it actually fraternised with the people in a campsite and became a, a pet, in a sense, continued to be a pet, effectively. But the problem was dogs, dogs. Mm. And the dogs didn't like it. The people loved it. And the poor old otter was being harassed by the dogs. So 
the authorities in Scotland thought the best thing to do with this otter is to give it a training course on how to live in the wild. So it was taken in by Charlie Hamilton James. Yes, we now you remember. Now you yes, remember. Yeah, you now, and you and I went over and Great we naturalist. met this otter, Honey, uh, in there. I remember almost kissing it, and you don't kiss an otter, you know, it can bite you. Uh, and it was a wonderful experience. I remember that. In fact, the training course didn't work at all. It still remained a pet otter. I wonder what became of it since otters lived for about. 16 years or something like that. So if I were asked for an ex cathedra pronouncement on the nature of the otter in Perver Park, I would say it was once a pet. No self-respecting wild otter would expose itself in the way that this one is ah. doing in Perver Park. At least that's my assessment. Well, very interesting indeed. So what do you say to that, Terry and Gustavo? Well, the first thing I'd say is, to me, this looks like a young otter. It's probably last year's pup. They stay with the mother for a year or so. We don't see, and Gustavo hasn't seen any other adults around it, so it looks like it's quite a young otter. If it was reared by a human, it could have been let go here. Of course it could have, but I find it hard to think. What do you think, Gustavo? Yeah, I, I, it would be unusual. Uh, I know I've seen myself similar size otter two, three weeks ago, three, four kilometers from here on the dollar. Yeah. And shortly after it was with an adult. So wondering if it's the same animal. But um, that one was actually quite tame as well. It actually was, was feeding and obviously not as close to people, but, but but there were people around walking and some of them taking pictures and he was quite tame as well. It could be, could yeah. be a pet, but... Uh, it, it, yeah. But it's mysterious. It is, yes. yes mm. okay. we're, we're not really sure, Derek, to be honest. It's all speculation, Terry. It doesn't matter anyway, but a great story. Thank you very much indeed, Terry Flanagan and Gustavo Zolads for bringing that to our attention. You can see the video and some photographs on our website, rte.ie e forward slash moody because as you know seeing is believing now